We are joined this evening by Thomas Neveu. Thomas, formerly in the USF 2000 series the last two years. First off, man, how's the, how's the end of your offseason going? Uh, it's been pretty good. I had a little bit of time to enjoy some vacation, some family time. Uh, last year was pretty busy, and I think this year is going to be really busy as well. Uh, and we just started uh, the preseason testing for the first race in, uh, in Porsche Cup. So really happy with that and looking forward to 2023. Yeah, so you know, before we talk about Porsche Cup and NASCAR Pinties and maybe some USF 2000, how did you, you know, first get started in, in motorsports as a kid and, and you, what led you on, on the path to you know, this year's announcements? Uh, since I'm very young, I always like everything that has an engine and I always wanted to do some uh, motocross racing. So I got started with that, but after a few years of doing that, my mom thought it was a bit too dangerous. So she, she tried to figure out something for me to, to have the same feeling of, you know, going fast and everything, uh, but being it a bit safer. So she found out about karting. I started about karting when I was seven years old and I raced for about 10 years in karting. I'm still racing sometimes in the off season. Uh, so I've really started my career with karting in Quebec, back home in Canada. And I've just did more and more races, races in the U.S. and races in, in Europe. Uh, so that's how I really started going to, to races. So what was the ultimate goal when you started racing or was there one? You just enjoyed racing or did you have a, an end like destination in mind? No, I just enjoyed it. I started uh, doing go-karting for fun and start winning a bit of races back home, uh, doing more and more races, people coming to me and saying, oh, maybe we can go go to U.S. or we'll be able to, to have some good races there. Then I got an opportunity to race for the factory team in Europe. Uh, so it's just being opportunities after opportunities uh, all the way to where I'm, I am right now. So. So the last two years, you've been here doing the USF 2000 series last year with D-Force, I think, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I did the first year with Cape Motorsport. Yeah. Uh, we're now into Indie, Indie Lights this year, and last year was with uh, D-Force Racing. So you know, talk about what experience, you know, along the along the way that series was able to get you as you as you jump into you know two very different cars this year yeah well once i joined the series in 2021 uh, i really had the goal to make it all the way to indycar or at least try to make it all the way to indy lights and then see what, what would happen uh but after two years i have in the series i really learned a lot i learned how to race cars i learned how to be quick in qualifying with a big car because, uh, you know, it was really my first experience in a, a car, not in a, a go-kart. So that's where I learned everything. Uh, and I, was in, I wasn't seeing any more opportunity for me in that program, uh, being it more, more and more ex expensive every year. Uh, sure. The next step was USF Pro, uh, which was even more expensive. So... My last chance was to to win win the series last year to get the scholarship, 
which I didn't do. Unfortunately, I was only able to finish uh, fifth in the championship. Uh, but I learned a lot there, and I I was always, you know, seeing IMSA on the on my right side, and I think there's some great races there and good opportunities. So when Porsche Cup, when I had the opportunity to go test in the Porsche Cup GT3 car, I took it, and we'll see what happened this year. But I think it's a great series, great car, and and it's gonna maybe in the future I'll be able to even race in in the Europe in the Porsche Cup. So yeah, a lot of great, great stuff in that series. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, I, I was listening to, I think some podcasts recently where they were talking about some of the people who won Porsche Cup in Europe and you, I guess you win a, uh, a Porsche Cup oh, car sure. is one of your prizes. Yeah. Oh yeah. If you win the championship, you win the car, right? Is that true? If you win the championship, uh, there's a Porsche Cup, uh, junior program that's, mm. that takes people from all around the world. And I think they take one uh, factory driver, factory junior driver every year. So that's that's a great opportunity as well to go race in, in the, the WEC series or, you know, all the IMSA stuff. So compared to what you've driven so far, you know, how how different is it to approach a, a lap in a, in a Porsche Cup car, you know, braking zones, acceleration points, how different is it out there uh it's a much heavier car obviously uh than the usf 2000 so it takes a bit longer to break and you come in faster as well so a lot more preparation going in into the corners and the technique isn't isn't the same the car is heavier you need to manage manage more a bit the tire as well uh so the technique driving wise carrying the brake all the way to the apex isn't the same technique that I was used uh, using the last two years in the in the open wheel car, which is very light and agile car. Uh, but I've adapted quite well. I think we had two two days of testing. We have two more uh, next week in Sebring before the first first race weekend. Uh, but it's a much bigger car, more power. Uh, so I think the main thing for me this year is going to be. Uh, not burning the tires and managing the tire. Last year, the races were a bit shorter and the tire were quite good. Uh, So tire wasn't really an issue. I think in this car, being that heavy and more power, uh, it's going to be something I'm going to have to look for. So I remember in 2021, I guess it was, when you got your your win, your very close win in uh, USF 2000. Uh, at Road America, you, going back to Road America in a Porsche GT3 Cup car, are you, are you excited about that to kind of, I mean, you you obviously have what it takes to win there. Yeah, it's a really cool track. Uh, even last year in 2022 with D-Force, I was able to score a podium and a, a fifth, I think. Uh, so I'm doing quite quite good at this track. I like the track. It's present with a lot of uh, good opportunity to, to make overtake, uh, which is what I've struggle a bit last year with all the the tracks being so tight you go to mid ohio it's, it's really tight it's tough to make an overtake so it's all about the qualifying but when you get to road america it's a track with long straightaways you got the draft going and uh, it's it makes some great races you know and uh, i think this year with the porsche car uh, it's going to be super fun to to get to that track and see how, how the car handles there so I'm going to go slightly off racing here. 
and I haven't added to this playlist in quite some time. So we have a Pitland Parlay Driver Spotify playlist. I ask everybody, they can add any song they want. There's some completely ridiculous songs on here, but if you were to, you know, listen to a song or an album, you know, pre-race, you know, walk into the grid, what is your song of choice? Uh, I like country music. Okay. Uh, yeah, country music's good. Makes me make me relax a bit before the races. Uh, so I would say Tennessee Whiskey. I don't know if you guys know that song. Yeah, of course. I know. I, I know it enough to to know how to Spotify search it for the playlist here. Go ahead, Frenchie. So I guess speaking of different driving styles, when we were talking about the Porsche car and let's combine that with country music, I mean, you're also going to be doing some NASCAR racing uh, yeah. this this upcoming season. So have you been able to get in and test that car? I assume when you talk about something being heavy, that's a whole different story. Yeah, uh, well, last year at the end of the season, I was able to to test the car back home on a short oval, a 13 second lap oval. Uh, so not what I'm used to because I did drive on the oval. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Coming up on 5-Minute News, I'm Anthony Davis. You might think it's partisan because maybe it's critical of one side or the other, but it's not, it's just the truth. And I think that's also something that's kind of unusual for Americans listening to the radio or to podcasts because the news landscape in the States has been so partisan for so many decades. So 5-Minute News is verified, truthful, independent, unbiased, and essential world news daily. In Lucas Oil in Indianapolis on the, with the USF 2000 car, but it's quite a, a fast oval. You know, average speed was 110 miles per hour, so pretty fast. Uh, but once you get to the small oval with the bigger car and more heavier car, a lot of more stopping and going. Uh, but it's a fun car, and I think it's going to be a it's a great series. There's a lot of good guys who who didn't well didn't make it uh, in the U.S., but they have a good racing career back home here. Uh, there's there's some guys that race IndyCar uh, that race in that series, so it's a pretty strong field. Uh, the field's getting older, so I'm happy to to bring a bit of uh, young talent in that, and hopefully I can I, I can finish uh, in the top five and you know score some 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 good result this year and uh, and yeah I think uh, it's good as well for the sponsor you know racing back home uh, compared to in the USA you know I can bring some sponsor to the track and so I think that's going to be a great season there as well. So on that note, I know the, the years I've gone, Pinty's also races the IndyCar Toronto weekend. So the, I'm imagining a NASCAR Pinty's car is even heavier than a, a Porsche GT3. Yeah. How challenging would it be around you know, a tight, pretty tight city circuit in, in, in Toronto? You know, just how insanely challenging is that going to be? Uh, Toronto's a cool track. I did it last year in the USF car. Uh, but I think it's going to be really tough as well to manage the brakes a bit because uh, it gets pretty hot in that. And uh, 
to break hard, you know, I, I, I'm thinking about turn three at the end of the straight. Uh, it's a big breaking zone when you get there. Uh, so managing the brake, the car, uh, the tires there is going to be really tough. And it's going to be, I think, I expect it to be a bit slower than the USF car there, uh, being that that heavy. Sure, you know, sure. Such a tight track, like you said. Uh, but it's tough to say because I've only drove the car on the on the oval, so I don't really have a feeling for the car on the on a street course. But I think it's gonna be it's gonna be fun and tight racing there. So, would you ever consider, let's say, that this season goes really well in um, Pinties? Would you ever consider trying uh, like a, I guess, moving up to the real the NASCAR Cup Series? Would you ever come down back to the United States and and do that? Uh, it depends. I think it's really strong in the U.S. The, the the pickup truck, you know, and the even the R car is really strong. Yeah. Uh, so maybe if I do really good and I have an opportunity, uh, I could come back and try that in the U.S. But right now I'm more focused on the on the IMSA thing in the, in the U.S. Okay. So you're looking back on this year at the end of the year. You go. What what would be a successful year for you? Is it wins, podiums, just you know keeping the car clean? What's a what's a good season look like to you at this point? It's gonna be a rookie year, and you know in in both class, and I think the the, the two fields are gonna be really strong. Uh, so just some some top five, and just showing great pace all around every weekend is gonna be my my main goal for the year. Uh, trying to create a name for myself in the in the GT world, in the, in the, in the US, in the endurance world, uh, but mainly just finishing races, finishing in the, in the top five is a goal and a few podium would, uh, would be really good with that. So I guess let's do go for another uh, off topic, non-racing question. What, what have you been up to? You said you went on vacation, but what else have you been doing in your a little bit of off time during the off season? What are some of the things that you like to maybe watch or just do as hobbies besides uh, obviously working on your probably your physical condition and all that kind of stuff for racing? Yes, yeah, for sure there's some training in that, some, some simulator as well, uh, working on the, on the sim to prepare for the season, especially with the, the Porsche Cup uh, back home. And being Canadian and living in Montreal with with, the, with some snow there, I like some some skiing and snowmobiling as much as I can. Uh, but for sure, I'm looking forward to the season. I can't wait for it to start. But uh, I've enjoyed my time back home uh, skiing and snowmobiling for sure. You're also a Canadians fan, right? Yeah, big hockey fan as well. Okay, okay. Not as so big... good this year, but uh, we, we've had some good years in the past. It's okay. I'm a Flyers fan and we haven't had a good year in quite some time. And it's not, it's not going to change anytime soon as Frenchie knows. It's, I'm, I'm very, it's, it's so disappointing. It's just, it's hard to even watch on a good when they're playing well, because you know, it doesn't mean anything by the end of the season. Yeah. Anyway, um, it means something when you, you get the best, best uh, player for the next season. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't even think the Flyers are bad enough to, to get, to get the best, you know, to get the top draft pick, which is really even more annoying. So anyway, this isn't a hockey podcast, so I won't bore everybody who's <laughs> who's listening. But I, I almost lost my train of thought there. So 
you're you're having you know Pinty's cup and Pin, Pinty and GT3 cup. I'm combining them into one. Yeah. Is there a is there a track or or tracks you know maybe that you haven't raced at that you're most looking forward to you know getting a a chance at in a new car this year? Uh, I would say Miami Grand Prix with the F1. I okay. Think yeah. Be, that's going to be a cool experience. Uh, re- I think it's a really cool track. And just being at an F1 weekend, that's going to be awesome. Uh, and we have two, two F1 weekend as well. We have a Coda this year. Okay. Uh, so I think there's, the calendar is really, really nice in the Porsche Cup. Uh, we, we're doing Laguna. Uh, we have Long Beach with the IndyCar. So a lot of really great track that I'm looking forward to. I haven't been to uh, in the USF 2000 car. Uh, yeah. So I think the calendar is is really good. Have you ever actually had the chance to race on a, an F1 circuit like that before? Never, never okay. drove on one. So that's going to be really cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Brunchy, you got anything else? No, I think I'm uh, just looking forward to following your racing this upcoming season. And hopefully we'll run into you at a track because uh, it's been fun to get to know you and I hope our listeners enjoyed it. Yeah. Thanks guys. It was yeah. good. Thank you very much, sir. And good luck this year. Thank you. Good. Sports stars. They're like superheroes. But they're actually real. Which is why we've made a podcast about them. You see, they've all got a story, but too many of these stories were cut short. Kobe Bryant, Payne Stewart, Flo Joe. Phil Hughes, Justin Fashionew. We're writing episodes about all of them. And sadly, many more. Death of a Sports Star, a new series from Crowd Network.